Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with Solutions Coach Tracy Pleshward. She is the founder of Self Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self Made podcast, helping men and women achieve their goals and solve all problems fast by developing self-control. She has mastered and now teaches an operating system necessary to manage the mind and eliminate any obstacles, including overeating, overdrinking, time management, career and relationship changes, and professional development. Just a few years ago, she was a successful advertising executive. Stifled by the rigorous, time-consuming demands of the corporate world, she traded in her 20 years of advertising to pursue her real passion, personal and professional coaching. Enjoy this interview. Excellent. Hey, it's great to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Thank you for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Where are you located? I'm in Minnesota. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are just on the cusp of seeing the sun. We're coming out of our Siberia mode. And <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it, it it gets cold up there. I see the temperatures in Minnesota and I hear how beautiful it is, but I get to a point where it's like, I can't do the cold anymore. I got to get to the warmth. You know? Yeah, where are you? I'm in Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, isn't it crazy? The, the difference, I mean, we're not that far away from one another, but I mean, you get a much different climate and we have the extremes. We both have the four seasons, but I think the Minnesotans are ready. We're hardy. We're ready for the extremes. And, um, you know, we have just longer seasons where, yeah, it gets a little irritating right around this time of year where you're like, okay, enough of the snow. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's funny, you know, I I interview so many people from Canada and from around the country. The Minnesota dialect is totally Canadian. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we like, like to talk about our boats and our you know, right. We like to stress our O's. <laughs> I love it. And you know, and I think sometimes people with me will be like, you almost sound a little bit like you have a Southern thing, or some people do. And I yeah. don't. I don't sense it, but. It's weird how dialects work and how the countries just kind of how it all comes together. It's strange. So, yeah. Yeah. But speaking of the country, speaking of the world, this this time we're living in right now, we've all gone through quite a thing with COVID for the last three years. We're coming out. Things are waking up. How did you survive that time period? And how has it changed the way that you do things now, either living your life or conducting business? Yeah, well, I would say that COVID was actually pretty friendly to my business. I'm a life coach. And so when you find yourself dealing with unusual circumstances, you know, your brain tends to freak out a little bit. And um, I like to just really put people at ease when they are recognizing that they're feeling frustrated, confused, overwhelmed. You know, our formal education system taught us what to think. It didn't teach us how to think. So when we find ourselves in those kind of unusual circumstances, we immediately are like, oh my God, how do I think about this? I know what to think. Like something has gone very wrong. Well, that thought is coming from our primitive brain, our fear-based brain. That creates a feeling of anxiety, frustration, fear, overwhelm. So I come in and deliver the tools around how to think. So 
you know, I'm at my best when people find themselves in unusual circumstances like a pandemic. So um, it was very friendly to my business. I really listened to my clients and heard what it was that they needed. And that's what I delivered. And how did it transform my business? Um, I would say that not unlike a lot of other businesses, I learned how to really embrace the world, the virtual world, the online world and expand um, and really kind of, you know, I don't lean into that, I guess. And so I, I love technology. I'm usually a, I would consider myself more of an early adopter, but I really went all in. I was looking for the tools that supported remote expansion. And um, I like to do a lot of live in person. I love the energy of, you know, being around other people. Um, But due to the pandemic, I had to figure out other ways. So, um, but I don't think that that's, really unique. I think a lot of people had to do that, but I would say, you know, it got me to where I'm at right now. I'm I'm still in that mode of always looking for the right technology, you know, and and recognizing that I'm just constantly evolving and I'm open to that. So I I would say that that's probably, you know, what shifted um that was it was a it was definitely a gift that yeah. the pandemic yeah. delivered. That was the irony of all of this is that we all adapted to this technology of being connected, but we realized that the thing that we needed the most during this time was that connection to community and humans, you know, yeah. but yeah. we, we did have that in, in one way or another. So I'm curious in your, in your world, like now in 2023 with everything waking up, you're so close to your clientele and what you do, what's the most common thing that people are wanting to get worked on? Maybe something that is so big and glaring that seems simple to take care of, but that's been common thread for people that come to you now. Yeah, I would say, you know, big picture, it is recognizing that their obsessive thoughts are what are creating this unwanted feeling. So they'll get very specific when they come knocking on our door and talk about problems that they want to overcome or goals that they want to achieve. And they get, most of the time, they're pretty specific. So it's, you know, wanting to achieve a certain weight or wanting to um, climb up the corporate ladder. You know, it's, that's typically what they come to us with. Um, and I like to teach them how to create a sense of self-control so that it's a skill that becomes applicable in every area of their life. So like I said before, you know, our formal education system taught us what to think, but it didn't teach us how to think. So we graduate without this fundamental understanding of ourself like the neuroscience of our brain and how much control we actually have over our feelings that drive our behaviors that then create our life experiences. And so I come in with that education and I I really want people to understand that, yes, you can apply it to 
this particular problem or this particular goal. But the good news is that it can, it's so comprehensive, it becomes a way of operating your life. I want you to operate from what I call your prodigy brain and create your life experience. Like, create a feeling of self-reliance so that you stop looking outside of yourself for all of the answers and you start looking within. And I know that that can sound a little, I don't know, woo-woo. Like it's like, we hear that, but I want you to really think about what that would mean when you actually have the confidence that you are capable of solving any problem, overcoming any challenge in your life, achieving any goal that you no longer have to look outside of you. You no longer have to blame things outside of you. You actually take on that responsibility for creating what it is that you want for yourself. It changes everything. And it literally creates a moment by moment by moment, like sense of happiness and control and peace and reliance on yourself. And it's just a much different way of living. So they come to me with a particular circumstance and I zoom out and I teach them how to operate, like literally how to operate, how to live your life from a completely different way, like with a sense of self-control and it changes all sorts of areas in their life. And so it's just this little value add that I'm like, sure, come to us and we'll teach you how to lose weight. Sure, come to us and we'll teach you how to achieve the professional status that you're looking for or the number in your bank account that you've desired. We can do all that. But it's really through this new way of operating. And that's what we teach. And so it has unlimited applications. So I I typically ask, if you broke down what you did for a living for third graders, what would that sound like? And I think you've explained it. So what I want to do with you is ask, what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream growing up? (laughs) Uh, Probably in third grade, probably like a cheerleader. (laughs) Okay. Every time that question always gets everybody laughing. It's like you just go right back to this fantasy land. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's take that a little further here. Let's go back to where you were born and raised. And what were some of these seeds that got into you? Because you're not just doing something to make a paycheck or you're really actually giving. And and there's a lot of you that gives to, to your clients. How did this happen? How did these seeds get get sprinkled to grow into who you are? Hmm. You know, I don't know if I have a real poetic answer to that. Um, I would say I am on a daily basis at awe. You know, I um, am so abundantly grateful for where I'm at right now. And there are times where I catch myself looking to my past and wondering what led to this. And I just know that it was like meant to be. It was a culmination of so many experiences that I can find myself wasting a whole lot of time trying to kind of unwind that. And where I have found that, you know, the the investment of time is so much better spent. The return on that investment is when I look forward 
And I really live from this place of like my future. I see Self Made You becoming this household name that people think of when they want to live their life from a place of self-control. All the people that feel like they have been living with a lack of control in every area of their life, I want them to have self-made you as the place where they're going to finally get that education where they live from this day forward with a sense of self-control. So what led to that, I'm guessing, (laughs) was my own personal experiences of feeling out of control from the minute I was probably born. There's so much messaging coming at us that says, you should look like this, you should do this, you should achieve this. And um, I experienced just as much unnecessary suffering as the next guy. And I just decided that I don't want to live like that anymore. And so I created a system from which I operate from that creates sense of self-control and it has extraordinary effects on every area of my life. And so you know, I i mean, I can give you specifics probably at every stage of the game where I think I was suffering. Um, you know, I suffered from over drinking. I suffered from overeating. I suffered from burnout when I was in the corporate world. Um, and I know that that story probably resonates with a lot of people, but I just decided I don't want to live like that anymore. There's a level of what you said that's like existentialism, like that whole waiting for Godot thing. You kind of have to put the past in its place and look at what's going to happen in front of you and realize that you can do it. You know, it's it's all about yeah. exerting control. Yeah. And and that's that's one of the hardest things, I think, for people to do is whether you're you're quitting smoking or quitting a habit that you don't want to get involved with. It's like you have to find that place in you and it all goes into your mind, like what you you know, and it's hard. It's really hard. All of it's hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, there's a component of the work that I do that I ask my clients to look at, you know, decide what it is that they want first and foremost, and then to look at what actually created the experience that they're having right now. So we don't go super far back. (laughs) We go back to like five seconds ago. What was the thought that created the feeling that created the experience that you're having right now. Because we have to A, decide what it is that we want, B, understand what's getting us the current experience, and then C, see the difference between operating from what I like to call our primitive brain and operating from what I like to call our prodigy brain. Those are two totally different experiences. Most people unknowingly operate from their primitive brain. Because, right. you know, it's a it's the part of our brain that's meant to keep us safe. It's meant to keep us alive. And so we automatically operate from that part of our brain. Like yeah. we aren't taught how to operate from more of the intentional part of our brain. Absolutely. Totally. So on this journey in your life, who's been kind of a hero or a role model for you? Oh, I love, um, you know, it's kind of funny. This last weekend, I binge watched Oprah's uh, 
final season, they did like this docu-series um, of the behind, it was like the production of the final season. And I've always loved Oprah and um, her desire, her like advocacy for just, you know, the everyday human who is suffering unnecessarily and really shining a light on how much power and control you actually do have. But to see the the production that went on behind that and to really witness how grounded they were in their values of creating, I'm sure not only that final season, but all seasons was really inspiring. So I've always found her to be very inspiring. And the fact that, you know, she certainly did not do that alone. Um, I loved how it really put a spotlight on uh, the crew that she co-created with. Um, I love Abraham Hicks. I love the, the law of attraction. Um, those probably are two pretty significant influences in my life. So let's take that one step further. If you can meet anybody alive on the planet, spend some time with them, who would it be? Ooh, um, you know, I, I would love to spend time with Oprah, <laughs> not unlike a lot of other people. And I would have to really do some self-coaching on the front end of that to, to kind of step out of the, you know, that primitive state that's going to say, you know, don't mess up. She's, she, you know, doesn't have a lot of time. She's, she gets really annoyed by all of the mundane questions that, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry ask her. Um, I would have to do some self-coaching to really tap into my prodigy brain and be really intentional about what is it that be open to what is it that she has to offer that and and just go back into receiving mode and get out of that mode. And this, I would say, you know, I've always struggled with like public speaking. I find myself on stages. I'm not sure how that how that manifests, but I don't I don't love it, but I find myself there and I get so like wrapped up in, oh my God, am I gonna say the right thing? Or, you know, what are they thinking of me? And the minute I recognize that that's happening, that I'm having anxiety because I'm thinking more about myself and not about the people that are on the receiving end, that's when I take back the control. And I remember the point of it all. Yeah. Point of it all is to like add value, to share what it is that you know I want them to know and to better their lives with. And you know, you have to be. And they're there, open. They're receiving it. But I tend to be kind of that block because yeah. I'm so worried about myself. So I think it would take some self-coaching to really get into that place of receiving um, and not worrying about all the, you know, the crazy things that you worry about when you're, you know, when you're in the midst of royalty. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And that would be intense. I remember the first person that I ever interviewed that met her when I asked that question, first thing they said was, well, I met Oprah <laughs> and they were on her show in the eighties, like back in the glory days with yeah. the hair and the suits <laughs> and all that. So, um, 
So every day we wake up, we have things that get us out of bed, that move us through our day, that motivate us. What's the ultimate motivator for you in doing the work that you do every day? Mm. You know, there is this, this feeling of um, connection and like co-creation that is unlike anything that I ever had experienced. Like I come out of the world of advertising and that is such a sexy creative industry. And I worked for a phenomenal agency that had some of the best of the best brands. We retained talent to work on those brands. That was arguably the best in the best of the best. And um, so I had this amazing opportunity to be creative, but I actually worked in a silo because I was, I was on the operation side. So I loved being creative, but I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to co-create. And now in this role, it's so interesting as a coach, I love this opportunity to co-create, to kind of innovate with my clients, like prompt them to think different. And then they prompt me to think different. And what comes from that is this collaborative experience that we both end up parting ways from and feeling this immense, abundant connection. And a lot of times I will get off of a one-on-one call or a group coaching call, and I will have so much love, like, sent to me via text immediately after that, like that it's just this connection and this feeling of impact, but I don't own all of that. I really truly believe that that impact was co-created. And so it's really this, like this, like pursuit of collaboration, I think is what really gets me out of bed in the morning. And interestingly enough, I've always considered myself a solopreneur. I created self-made you. I've, I'm the only coach. I'm the only teacher. I definitely have you know resources that I tap into that have helped me um, get to where I'm at. But my daughter is graduating from college in 19 days, and she's going to come on as my business partner. Cool. And so I have 19 days left as a solopreneur. And, <laughs> and then we're going to be kind of co-creating and collaborating on this business. And I know for sure it's going to take a turn and it's going to be a better business. Uh, it's going to have better offers because of her. And I cannot wait to like step into that. So it it's not lost on me that it is absolutely co-creating, collaborating that gets me out of bed in the morning. So you have 19 days to implement a logo idea that you just gave me, which would be the top of the sticker would say Coach Solo, and it could be you behind the wheel of the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> just flying yeah. through space. Um, <laughs> and then you'll have to switch it up. You'll have to come up with something else. So um, what is it in your life of everything that you've done up to this point that you're the proudest of? You know, outside of, I think what a lot of moms would say is, you know, the creation of my family, it, that every day, it 
it brings me to tears because I'm so proud of the family that I've had a part in creating. Um, But outside of that, I would say it is the self-control operating system. I think that system, it overlays into every program that we have at Self-Made You. Fundamentally, that's what we teach. And it is a simple system that creates a sense of self-control that so many people have lived so long without that um, I have like a framed tile that sits right to my right that I look at every single day. And I'm like, dang, I created that. Like, that's amazing that I created that. And that is changing so many lives. So yeah, I'm really proud of that. I I was a psychology major in college. And so I'm very, um, I, I understand and I love a lot of theories, psychological theories. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is one that um, I'm very bought and sold on. And I took that and I overlaid our curriculum because I really wanted to, to take a hard look at, are we offering programs that meet needs? I really wanted to look at that and go, do we meet the needs of people? And so that hierarchy of needs, you know, it starts with the physiological needs of, you know, just the basics and safety. And then it moves into the psychological needs of belonging and esteem. And then the very tippy top is the self-actualization and like how you can impact other people's lives to meet that self-actualized need. And a lot of people, you know, are on that pursuit. And so I was able to overlay everything we offer and to visually see we're meeting every need until I got to the top, the self-actualized. And I'm like, hmm, what is it that we offer that meets the need of our clients to become self-actualized, or I like to say self-made. And it in 2023, I recognized I need to create programming around doing what made me self-made, what makes me self-actualized, and that's impacting other people's lives. So how do I teach people how to do what I'm doing? Because it worked for me. So I created the student teacher program that is you know, starts people down that path of teaching other people the self-control operating system. And then we have the self-made you coach program. So self-made you, the self-made or the student teacher program is the prerequisite to the self-made you coach program. And now I, you know, I want to, the big mission is to become a household name. Well, I'm going to probably need other teachers and coaches to do that. So it's just been this beautiful, like orchestration of exactly you know, what it, the fulfilling that dream, making that dream come true. And I'm bringing people who have been raising their hands saying, I really want to teach people how to have self-control, like whether it's their coworkers, whether it's their team, their employees, their children, um, they indirectly or directly want to teach that. And so I'm teaching them how to teach that. And now I can say we have the curriculum that meets every single need in that pyramid. And it just feels 
so good. So I have that to my right, that overlay of that hierarchy of needs. And I look at that every single day and I'm like, dang, good job. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm proud of it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So let's get to the real true essence of you. Everyone has a perception of you. We have all these bubbles and pockets of people in our lives, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. You know what? I would say I am the ultimate student teacher. I will forever be a student. I am a lifelong learner. I don't think I will ever cross some finish line where I say, I've got it. I've learned exactly what it is that you need to, to, you know, hit this pinnacle. Like, I think I'm always going to be in that state of becoming. So I think of myself as a lifelong learner, therefore a student, but yet I recognize that in order to take my learning to a deeper level, it it's really beneficial for me to teach it. And so I would, I really do look at myself through the lens of a student teacher. Wonderful. Tracy, if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything involving your world, where can they go? Go to selfmadeyou.com. That's where you can find all the resources from free to paid. They're all there. Um, it's self-made and then the letter u.com. Wonderful. This has been great. Hey, Tracy, thank you very much. How do you pronounce your last name? Fleshcourt. Just want to make sure. I didn't want to assume anything. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Tracy, thank you. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate you opening up your world and talking about what you do. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 